Hello, everyone, and welcome to the I Love Kid Min podcast, the place where you and your church take the next steps in your kids' ministry journey. We know you love Kid Min, and we want to give you the tools to succeed. Now, your hosts, Ryan Frank and Corey Jones. Hey, welcome to the I Love Kid Min podcast, episode number 37. It's Ryan Frank joined by Corey Jones. What's up, Corey? Not too much, Ryan. I just got back from the Kids Matter office. Got to see the headquarters. Man, we're glad to have you again. This was, what was it, your maybe your third time being here at yeah. Kids Matter HQ? I liked it. And yeah. hey, I walked around a lot and uh, saw just how like organized and clean and not cluttered your office was, but like all of the offices, all of your coworkers, everything. So I'm curious, why is that? That's a good question. Yeah. Well, first of all, it was great to have you. Corey not only spent time in the office during the day, but he literally spent the night at the office, didn't you? You camped out at Kid Matter HQ. <laughs> camped out. You got a nice little place. It was cool. Yeah. Um, so Corey helped us with our veteran advance for Kidman veterans. And it was a really sweet event. Um, really, really awesome kind of fellowship. And yeah, so Corey, um, yeah, we do. You know what? I've always... Personally, I've been funny about having a clean desk because I think that stacks and messes are a distraction to your eyes and slow down your productivity. That's for me. And I don't know that that's necessarily for everybody, but mm-hmm. I really think most people would do better if they would keep a clean desk. And instead of having 22 stacks that can distract you, um, keep everything nice and clean and orderly. So. I don't know. I've kind of always led the way in that. And then people in the office just kind of pick up on it. And I don't think we have any rules that like, you've got to have your desk clean. Um, I would have assumed have- that there was based on how clean everyone was. It was cool. Really? Yeah. Yep. Well, good culture, you know, back, yeah. I've, you know, back in the, the days of like the fifties and sixties, I heard stories of bosses and Christian organizations that would like make you had to have, you could only have so many things on your bulletin board and your desk had to be such way. Um, yeah, we don't really have any rules about it, but thankfully, no, we have had some people, thankfully we've got people that are, um, clean and neat, but we have had some others along the way. But I think at the end of the day, I kind of led by example and I do teach our people, um, that little hack on productivity of keeping a clean desk. And we, I think we just have folks that are committed to doing things well and excellent. They just aren't slobs. And now I'm not saying you're a slob if your desk is a mess. Um, because we're all different and everybody works different. Um, but, but yeah, that's one thing we do here when people come to the office that everything is clean and neat. And Corey, I've not yet been to your church. I will be there in like three weeks. Which it's I need coming to get up soon. Ticket. Yeah. Um, we're going to have another small event there, which by the way, if you are a multi-site Kidman leader, if you, yeah, if your church has multiple sites or multiple campuses, or you see that in your near future, uh, you ought to consider joining us for our next multi-site roundtable, which we are doing outside of Atlanta. You can learn more about that if you go to kidsmatter.com. But Cora, I'll be at your church mm-hmm. uh, the day before to do some video stuff. What's your office like and what are the offices like um, where you work? Yeah, I think uh, I keep a relatively clean office. Yeah. Um, 
I I'm not as meticulous as you. Like, I don't know if you even own a post-it note, Um, (laughs) but uh, I, I I got things organized in here. Um, For me, it's a great indicator of my stress level that if I'm um, behind the eight ball on things, if I'm stressed out, my desk just begins to build. And if I'm at a good place where I'm managing stuff, well, uh, I've got a pretty clean desk. Um, cool. The rest of our staff, uh, they're they're very clean. We we have cubicles, and so uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They they generally keep it pretty darn clean. I like it. Now, is everybody in cubicles? Um, it's weird. Some of us are, some of us aren't. Uh, if we oversee okay. staff, then we have a little office space. Um, okay, with our okay. team just outside of us, it works for what we got going on. Yeah, I was at a um a company. Uh, well, Christian Tools of Affirmation, they've recently changed their name, CTA. Mm-hmm. They sell all the stuff that, I call it Jesus junk, but a lot of times if your church buys stuff for Mother's Day or Father's Day or Veterans Day or church bulletins or coffee mugs. Um, Swag. Yeah, and I was there like a year ago, and their whole staff, even their CEO, they're all in cubicles. And he decided, like, hey, if I'm gonna, if I want everybody else to be in a cubicle, I'm gonna be in one. I don't know that you have to do that, but I thought that was interesting. Like, they're all cubes. Um, it would make conversation hard because there's a lot of times someone comes in my office, shuts the door, and pours their heart out. And so, I think it would be hard as a pastor, as a leader. Some of those conversations you need to just have, um, yeah, in quiet. But yeah, good, good stuff, Corey. It was great to have you. Um, we do have a lot of. A lot more events on the horizon, smaller events. Of course, we have our larger events like Megacon Online and Megacon. But if you're interested in learning more about some of our smaller events, make sure to jump over to kidsmatter.com and check those out. Always stuff going on. All right, Ryan, we are recording a new episode. Who do we get to thank today? Yeah, so again, today we want to thank our friends over at Serve HQ for sponsoring today's episode. We've told you about how. SurveyHQ has 700 plus training videos and how you can see real-time tracking of the training progress for all of your volunteers. But I don't know that we've mentioned how Trained Up can import and sync up automatically with Planning Center and other church databases. So Trained Up really does make it easy for you to train up your volunteers. Trained up is one word, T-R-A-I-N-E-D, capital U-P, one word. And like we'll see in today's episode, once we get into our training here, a trained leader who understands the vision of the ministry will be retained. So thank you, Serve HQ, for making today's episode possible. All right, this week in our favorite things. Corey, I think it was within the last two or three episodes, one of your favorite things was a song. Mm-hmm. Waymaker, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to share a favorite song, one that's getting a lot of playtime in our car lately, and it's This Is a Move. This Heard is the song, a... Corey? I, I may have. I'm going to check it out several, right now. Several versions of it. Our favorite is uh, Tasha Cobbs Leonard. Tasha. Cobbs Leonard, This Is a Move. I first heard this song, sang at a church in Cincinnati I was at maybe six months ago. 
and just really good on what happens when God moves. We need a move. We need a movement of God in our midst. And when God moves, miracles happen. Um, amazing things happen. Great lyrics. And this is a move. Our, just God, would you do a move in my life, in my family, in my church? If you're looking for a good song to add to your playlist, go check out This Is A Move. Corey, you got a favorite thing? Yes, sir. Um, I got the opportunity to watch the movie I Still Believe, and it is going to be an awesome one. It's a powerful and it's a personal story of Jeremy Kemp walking through tragedy, yet still growing in his faith. Um, I think it's going to be an encouraging gift for people to see just uh, that life is rich and it's not in spite of our disappointments, but because of them. And so I'd encourage you to invite your neighbors, your small group, coworkers, I don't know, um, but go check out the movie. Um, I, th I think it'll be a good introduction to the love of God, even in the midst of tragedy. And so I still believe, go check it out. Yeah, it's a good, good one. Kind of a love story, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, good stuff. Go check out I Still Believe and listen to This Is a Move on your phone or in your car. You'll like it. Today we'll be hearing from Rachel Price. She is the Children's Ministries Pastor at Northwest Church in Arkansas. And she's been in ministry for 10 years, currently five years at this church. She's a mom of two who are 13 years apart. So that means when one's starting college, the other one's starting kindergarten. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Rachel's an international speaker and author, ministry leader and consultant, and she's passionate about equipping leaders. Today, we're going to be looking at one of Rachel's breakouts from Megacon. And so let's turn things over to this week's expert guide. Vision is why are we here? All right. Now, what I did in preparing for this, because again, I, I want to put this disclaimer on there. I had lunch with some incredible new friends that I've made here at Megacon. Megacon is great for that, right? Mm -hmm. And as I'm talking to these friends, they were like, you know, we were, we were just kind of talking about this session and what I was going to be sharing on. And she goes, you know what? It sounds like you have really got this thing figured out. That's amazing. No, I absolutely do not have it all figured out. And I want to put that disclaimer out there. Okay. If, if you walk into a session and they say, Hey, we have figured out volunteers, all of it. It's perfect. Walk out of the room. Okay, because I don't know that anybody's ever completely figured it out, right? Or they'd be like a gazillionaire. So what I have done, though, is I've talked to my team because that's who I want to keep, right? That's who we're saying we want to keep volunteers. So what did I do? I went to the people we want to keep. And I said, so, guys, what's keeping you here? So I surveyed in preparation for this. I surveyed my team. And I asked them the questions, you guys, why do you serve in kids ministry? How long have you served? What keeps you serving? What do you enjoy about it? And then this is the key. I also asked the other side, what do you not enjoy about it? What makes you not want to serve? What makes it hard to serve? Okay, I wanted to see the full picture, not just the good stuff, but I wanted to see all of it. So in preparing for this, I did some research, I did some homework, and so I wanna bring you guys what I have learned, not just from those surveys, but over these past 10 years in ministry, all right? So talking about vision, this was one of the number one responses I got from my team members. Almost every single person just kept saying, I just love knowing that I'm making a difference. I'm a part of this. I'm a part of helping make this happen. Okay. 
So the vision, why are they serving? Why are we here? At our church, it's to experience God, grow together, and serve others. That's why we do what we do. We are helping these kids, right? Because that's also our big church vision, and it's our kid church vision. We are helping these kids experience God, okay? We're helping them grow together, and we're helping them serve others. And you know what? By us helping them do that, we're also doing that. Every time we serve in kids' ministry, we're experiencing God. Right? We're growing together. We're serving others. So that's part of the why. But how? How does serving on this team contribute to that? How, how am I make, being a part of that bigger picture? All right? And reminding them that this is an opportunity, you guys. This isn't an obligation. It's not an, oh, my gosh, I have to serve in kids' ministry again today. And it keeps just coming every time. There's a Sunday again. Right? That, it's, it's not a have to. It's a get to. I get to be a part of making this vision happen. I get to pour into these kids and be a blessing and be blessed. It's an opportunity. In fact, when I did survey this team, some of the team members did say they started because of the obligation. Why'd you get started? Well, I had kids and they're in the ministry, so I thought I should do my duty, serve my time, right? And that's what God had started, but it's not what's gonna keep them there. So while you may get a few people out of that, don't keep them there through obligation. Keep them there through opportunity. Make sure that they understand why they're doing what they're doing. All right. And then just continue to keep that in front of them. Continue to remind them of what that vision is. Another part of it is O. So we have V for vision. O is for organization. This is a must. Organization in kids' ministry is not optional. All right. We can't just say, oh, it's kids' ministry. It's chaotic. It's crazy. That's what we do. We can have the crazy chaotic fun, but we still got to have it organized. Right? You guys probably hear that a lot in kids' ministry, organized chaos. we got to have it organized. Okay? And when we're organized, it, shows, it, it helps put our team in that position to win. We're showing them we care enough to put you in a position to win. I'm not going to let you just show up and fail. I'm going to equip you with everything you need to show up and to win. And it makes it easier for them to serve when we do that. So they're not showing up and having to scramble for lessons and scramble for supplies and figure things out at the last minute. We're making it as easy as possible for them to show up and to serve. But it also communicates to them that their time is valued. I value you because I took the time to prepare for you and to keep it organized for you. So it shows that you care enough to be prepared and you value them and you value their time. Okay, and so I kind of want to hit on this just a little bit. What happens when a leader is gone says more about their leadership than what happens when they're there. Okay, me missing those two weeks said a lot. Like I'm sitting here like afraid, like, oh my goodness, what's everyone going to, you know, what's going to happen? Well, I have an incredible team, so they handled it amazingly, right? Which ends up being a good reflection on the leader because also if you step away and everything falls apart, that's also a reflection of the leadership, right? So preparing, organizing, putting your team in a position to win not only puts them in a position to win, it puts you in a position to win. So it's a reflection of the leadership in that way. So setting up for that, another, another example of that is, I don't know if, how many of you guys remember this, but today's Wednesday. What happens on Wednesday for most of us? Wednesday night. But look around the room. We're all here. Who's taking care of church while we're gone? I don't think a lot of you guys got to cancel for tonight, right? Like, oh, I'm going to be gone. No church. That's not, that's not an option, right? So we have volunteers who are staying and who are taking care of it, right? I have an amazing Wednesday night team leader who made sure she took care of everything before we left. She's so organized. She went in, she set up stations. She had labels on everything. She even recorded a video, walked our whole team through that video. Here's what you're gonna do. Here's when, here's how, here's why. It was amazing. 
And we had so many, she posted it, we've got a Facebook group that we keep for our volunteers. She posted on there, we've had so many comments on that. Leaders, thank you so much, this is incredible, you're amazing. They show, it showed that she cared enough to prepare for them. She's not just taking advantage of their time, right? She show, she's saying, I know that your time matters and I wanna help you out. All right, so V-O-L, L is for leadership. You guys, leading in kids' ministry is more than just watching Veggie Tales and eating fruit snacks. Can I tell you how many times people stop me in the halls at church? I think it's so fabulous you get to be a stay-at-home mom and be a children's pastor. And I'm like, well, yes, there are a lot of people who get to do that. I'm full-time. What? What in the world do you do all week? We watch a lot of Veggie Tales and pray. Pretty much. No, we don't, do we? And all of you guys who get the joy of serving and working um, a full-time job on top of that, you really know, you really feel the pressure of that. You understand just how much time goes into preparing, not just the experiences, but communicating with families and kids and creating events. There's so much more that goes into kids' ministry than just goldfish and fruit snacks and veggie tails, right? So there's a big part of this that it, it all revolves around the leadership aspect, okay? So you are here to lead, to pastor, and to shepherd these teams, all right? And that's whether you're a team leader, whether you're a pastor, you still get to lead your team and those serving around you. So you need to lead them personally before you leverage them organizationally, all right? Lead them personally before you come after them and say, hey, I have no idea who you are, but you're on my team now. It's going to be great. You're going to love it, right? You you want to you want to get to know them personally first before you try to just go in there and and leverage them. Um, invest in their spiritual growth. Get to really know them. Keep a pulse of your team. Okay. Get to know them and know how they're doing. Not just oh yeah, I checked back with them last year. They were good. They had that one spot, but they're fine now. Like continue to keep up to them. Keep a pulse of them. Know how they're doing in their everyday life with kids, with home, with work with school, whatever they're going through. Keep a pulse of your team. And then for those of you who are in here, uh, who have, some of, some of you may have larger churches, right? Who have multiple, and like with us, we're saying, well, we've got over 200 people serving on our team. I can't possibly know every single person that deep of a level. I mean, I just can't. So what do I do? Follow Jesus' leadership model, okay? I have, I have my full team, all right, and then I have my team leaders, my leadership team, okay? And then within there, I have my three close ones, and then within there, I have my closest one, okay? We're following Jesus' leadership model here because we can't be that close with all 72. We can be pretty close with 12. We can be really close with three, but we can be the closest with one. So keep that, but train those people up so that they can reach out and, and train their teams and they stay in touch with their teams, right? So when one of my nursery workers I found out had to have emergency surgery, I didn't hear that from her specifically because she's one of my 200 plus, but she did let her team leader know. So then my team leader let me know. So I'm able to go to the hospital, say, hey, I heard from Jessica that you're having surgery and I just wanna come here and pray with you, right? So as a team, we're able to make it happen better. So keep a pulse of your team. You can use team leaders to do that as well. But make sure you're there for them more than they're there for you. All right? They need you too. Yes, you need them. You need them to show up every week. You need them to show up with a smile. But they need you too. Be there to pray with them. Be there to encourage them. Be there to care for them. All right? And then in the end, those who are under your leadership should end up a better person or leader because of you, because of your leadership. All right? But your team is a reflection of your leadership. Another thing they want is to be useful. All right, they wanna be useful, not used. 
That's a big difference. Nobody wants to feel like they're being used, like they're just showing up to be a seat warmer. Hey, you've got a pulse and you can pass a background check? Perfect. That's not what they're looking for. They want to know that their gifts and their talents can be utilized to make a difference. All right? So what is their purpose? Do they have a purpose? Make sure that they know what it is. That they're not, oh, I'm just here to stand at the back of the room and make sure the kids don't kill each other. That's not their purpose. Give them a purpose that they can buy into. All right, that all ties back to the vision. And then it also comes back to being a delegator, not a doer, all right? When you're the one doing it all, that communicates to everybody else that they don't have a place, right? Because, well, everything's already being done, so what am I doing here? I'm filling a seat, see? You want, you want to be a cheerleader, not a chair filler, all right? A cheerleader is saying, hey, you are incredible, you are so gifted, and you're making a big difference by leading those fifth and sixth grade boys. Great job, this is the vision, this is how you're pouring in, and this is how you're making a difference, right? A cheer filler just says, thank God there's another adult here. Just sit right there and don't let anyone kill each other and we'll be golden. You see the difference? Which one do you wanna be a part of more, all right? So be a delegator, not a doer. Be a cheerleader, not a chair filler, all right? But on the delegating topic, make sure that you're delegating, not dumping. Okay, delegating requires what we talked about earlier, organization, planning, okay? When we know that, hey, Fall Fest is coming up, and oh, it's already October, I'm gonna need you to pull that together though in like two weeks, all right? Good luck! That's dumping, all right? But when we're planning ahead and we're saying, hey, it's June, all right, we've still got a few months, here's the vision for Fall Fest, here's what I want it to look like, here's the end result, here's the measurables, the goals, and here's the tools you need. Let me know how I can help you make this happen, right? And then you're delegating. You're empowering them to do it, okay? So make sure that you are delegating, not dumping as part of making them useful. Boy, that was good. That was good. So, Corey, we got to share the rest of these points. Let's do it. Let's do it. How are we going to do it? Because I, we like we left them at man. I know everybody's going to want to hear more. I want to hear That's more. True. Yeah, we can in the I Love Kidman group. Uh, with if they search for episode thirty-seven, we'll we'll post Let's it right it. on there. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's put it there. Uh, such great teaching from Rachel. Um, starting with vision is so important. The vision. Imagine the retention we would have with our team if everyone knew why they show up each week and how their role matters. Um, yeah, thanks for that reminder, Rachel. And lead them personally before you leverage them organizationally. That's a powerful statement right there. We need to be getting to know our volunteers and helping them personally grow spiritually. I believe one of the biggest obstacles in retaining volunteers, retaining my volunteers, is their own personal spiritual growth and maturity. And so let's make this investment, um, not just for retaining volunteers, but for the church. I agree. I agree. Um, great, great stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you want more, uh, Corey, I think it's a good idea. Let's just put this entire training in the I Love Kidman Facebook group. Go search for episode number 37. And then I'd love to hear from you. What steps do you need to take today to better retain your volunteers? Now, what do you need to do in the next year or part of your 10 year plan? Like, what can you start doing today to? better retain those volunteers. So go check out episode 37, listen to this entire training, and let us know what you need to start doing to retain volunteers better. Friends, it's been a great episode. Corey, you're such a great host. 
Thank you. 37's a wrap. Do we get a teaser on 38? Well, we're going to try to record a couple of episodes because I'm going to be going out of town. But we're talking to a couple of guests, trying to line You're up their schedules. going on another cruise. I am going on another cruise. Get I'm trying to use all my vacation days this year. And, you, uh, better, you better do it. I'm jealous. Well, I have really to save up. A, really get into a cruise <laughs> about right now. Um, so hey, talk- I'll do three if you organize a kids' ministry cruise. Just throwing that out there. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> that would be oh, so fun. Lord. It would be a lot of fun. You heard it here first, folks. The possibility. Oh, boy. Kidman Cruise. Could we spell <laughs> cruise with a K? Kidman Cruise with a K? No, that'd be dumb. Uh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Episode 37. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. This episode might be over, but the conversation is just getting started. Head over to the I Love Kidman Facebook group and let's talk about your next steps in your kids' ministry journey.